So hi, welcome to Noise Podcast with Emma from the Wiggles. Uh, we're going to ask her some questions today. I'm going to start. Uh, so how'd you get the opportunity to join the Wiggles, and uh, what does the Wiggles mean to you? Oh, that's a big one. Yeah. I started with the Wiggles actually as a different character. So I auditioned as a ballet dancing fairy, and so that was about. 12 years ago now and since that time I had the opportunity to try lots of other roles where I was a wiggly dancer and I played music and I had the chance to play Dorothy the Dinosaur and Wags the Dog and Henry the Octopus and it just so happened that while I was a wiggly dancer I was asked to be a wiggle and I think when I was asked it was such a huge shock to me because I grew up with the originals that it felt like um, huge you know shoes to fill mm-hmm. because I knew how much the music meant to children and how much the original Wiggles meant to families and so because I always loved Greg Wiggle mm-hmm. I couldn't believe that I was going to be passing on his skivvy uh, his yellow shirt mm-hmm. as a real tribute and to continue the music for generations to come yeah wow yeah it's a lot yeah <laughs> I'm no, I'm very happy that you got the opportunity to do that because that's it's huge. It's yeah. a big big thing. Yeah. Greg was always my favorite uh, the Same. original. <laughs> yeah. His voice is so amazing because it's so casual mm-hmm. and laid back that you feel instantly ready to listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even when he's giving instructions or he's trying to sort out some uh, you know, particular ingredients in a, in a recipe or, or something like that it's you always feel calm listening to his voice and when we toured with the original lineup for their final year as the reunion of the OG Wiggles as we mm-hmm. like to call them I think there was a nostalgia even performing on the stage with them because I remembered hearing his voice as a five-year-old mm-hmm. and now I hear it here as a 20 year old and I was like wow I so remember that voice and it hasn't changed and that's a huge part of the beauty of that music at that time Mm -hmm. definitely for sure yeah yeah Uh, so congratulations on your newest release we're all fruit salad the wiggles greatest hits Uh, how do you feel about the response to the album so far Uh, it's pretty amazing that families are so loving the collection of songs across three decades Mm -hmm. so really you know you have parents that love you know their favorite tracks like get ready to wiggle or hot potato rockabye always a favorite yes Mm -hmm. and then bringing the new generation of wiggle songs into it either people where whether they're millennials, teenagers, you know, young adults are like, oh, I've never heard Do the Propeller or Emma's Yellow Bow to parents that are like, these are my favourite tracks. Yeah. <laughs> and it really is a, such a special celebration of 30 Years of the Wiggles. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm so glad that, A, that the album is out, uh, B, that it's a collection of all of our favourite tracks and C, that people have been writing to us on social media, giving us feedback about their favorites or what they remember from the wiggles when they used to watch the wiggles yeah definitely yeah it was definitely a definitely a trip to go back and listen to 30 oh, years yeah. worth of music stuff that i used to <laughs> listen to favorite. every day two yeah, two chugga chugga is my uh my favorite it's a classic my favorite is a uh, hot potato also a banger uh, such a banger oh my god i love it <laughs> um so as you said you've been a part of the wiggles organization for like 12 years now and you've mm-hmm. been a wiggle for like eight correct 
Yeah, actually, this is our ninth year. Yes. Oh, congratulations! Okay. Congrats! Yeah. And uh, so, so far, what's been your favorite part? Oh, that's so hard. <laughs> it is a lot. I think you know the last year, obviously, being through COVID has been really challenging for everybody. And for us, we're so used to being on the road and traveling and mm-hmm. visiting countries and meeting people and so that really hasn't happened and I think it's something that we genuinely do miss a lot that human interaction and being able to come out on stage and seeing the children dancing along to the songs and instantly being engaged with them and their enthusiasm which gives us energy so for me I think the live shows are something that's truly special uh but we've try to replicate that through technology Mm -hmm. and so in a totally different way i've really loved over the last couple of months performing live on youtube or facebook (laughs) or doing instagram live and then people writing questions and comments straight away which is so different and for us to be able to react to that in real time uh has been look a great challenge and you have to think really quickly yeah (laughs) but also it's nice to know that people are watching it and are feeling engaged to actually ask the question during the performance which is wonderful yeah yeah definitely god that's wonderful i love that um so you are the first woman to join the wiggles that is huge uh i want to ask you what does that mean to you do you realize like how much of an impact you're gonna have on just this upcoming generation and the children that have seen you on tv like the little girls growing up like yo hey wait she's a girl that's crazy because for the past like og wiggles it's been all men how has that been for you what has that experience been for you well i will use your expression it's definitely a lot it's (laughs) definitely a lot and i think initially I didn't realize how important or significant it was for me to join the group at that particular time. I know that the guys really wanted to introduce a female a lot earlier. And actually before me, we Mm -hmm. had a different franchise of Wiggles. So there was the Latin American Wiggles, the Taiwanese Wiggles, and both of those Wiggles had females in them. Mm -hmm. And then moving on from that Kylie Minogue was an honorary wiggle and she got to wear a pink shirt and she (laughs) should sing some songs so for me even thinking about Kylie I was like oh no that's a lot too yeah (laughs) yeah there was a lot to try and make uh this character of Emma Wiggle become something important for the generations of our time Mm -hmm. and now we've kind of cycled through quite a few generations within the last nine years that yeah now it feels like chapter two after the COVID pandemic mm-hmm. where we get to come back and really, you know, start again. And some of the children have obviously been trying to, you know, stay connected with us by watching the videos on our YouTube channel or on Facebook. So that's been really nice, but it will be different to see people, you know, face to face. But in saying that, the greatest thing about um, technology, particularly in our generation of Wiggles, is that we've been able to connect with people that we wouldn't normally be able to visit mm-hmm. and some countries that we don't get to travel to because sometimes you feel like Santa and there's mm-hmm. like a lot of countries. <laughs> yeah. And you, don't get, you don't get to stop everywhere. And so for people in other places, especially for us in the UK or Ireland, which we haven't been to for many, many years, we haven't been able to see them. So for them, you know, the Wiggles is like this. It's all digital. So mm-hmm. look, we're very grateful. Um but you're right in terms of the rise of 
the significance of equality of women, mm-hmm. um, you know, it is very much a uh, a moment that has taken people by surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Some people still write, they're like, oh, I didn't know that there was a female wiggle. Um, and so you get that every now and then. But definitely now, you know, nine years later, it's a real change and, um, you know, people have embraced um, having a female wiggle. And look, I know even being an original Wiggles fan, there was some hesitancy. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, the Wiggles should be like this. But yeah. people are very relaxed and children are really flexible, so they're very open to that. Definitely. Well, I'm glad you were welcomed with open arms. Definitely, yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the case when we started, but <gasps> little by little it grew. But that's because there was lots of teenagers that remembered the Wiggles and it was oh. important for their childhood. Mm-hmm. And so you know, we were kind of not representing what they grew up with. And mm-hmm. that that's so fine. <laughs> but actually after many, many years, you know, though that particular generation was like, oh, no, I'm relaxed. I had my wiggles. I can see that these wiggles are the wiggles for the children of the now. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's natural. That's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but, Definitely. You know, nine years later, we're um, still wiggling. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, so the Wiggles' thirtieth thirtieth anniversary is this year. Um, how do you feel about uh, being a part of a group that uh, has impacted multiple generations across the last thirty years? Have you been reflecting on that at all? Is this answer going to be the same? It's a lot. <laughs> That's fine. So I'm seeing a theme. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, you know, I think because I used to watch the Wiggles. And I'm guessing both of you yeah. are that generation too. Mm-hmm. You know, it it feels very um, like happy memories of my childhood watching them on TV. And for us, they would perform like at our community halls mm-hmm. because at that time the group was really, really young. And so to be part of the 30th anniversary is very excitingly um, weird. I have to like kick myself to know that we're able to help celebrate this 30th uh, tradition of music and yeah. entertainment for children. And I, I, I feel very honoured um, and I hope that this will continue for another 30 years. Yeah. Maybe. And then some. So, and then some. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. The Wiggles yeah. are never going to stop wiggling. It's just going to be a constant growth. Exactly. That's right. Constant growth. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. Uh, so you guys sometimes do three shows in a day and we also heard that you don't warm up your voice before doing shows <laughs> firstly how do you still have a voice <laughs> because that's a lot and do you have any pre-show rituals because we know that it's like it's a lot when you step onto that stage you have to perform you have to sing you have to dance and you also have to engage a bunch of kids how does that happen and what we also do? we also know that question was a lot so take it bit yeah. by bit <laughs> Sorry about that. We're trying to squeeze in as much as we can. It's a lot. And uh, naturally for me, singing isn't um, something that I grew up with. So because my background is in dance, that always has felt very natural to me. So, yes, for like before the show and while I'm in between shows or on days off, I love to do ballet or Pilates or yoga. This is my yoga mat that I'm sitting on. <laughs> uh, you know, trying to keep my body um, still flexible and strong because I think now that I notice as I get older, um, it gets harder. 
and uh, for me, uh, I had endometriosis surgery, um, a laparoscopy about four years ago now, and that was a really long recovery too. That was about mm-hmm. two years. So definitely uh, yoga has been really important for me to try and rebuild my body back for the shows, and that has been a very important pre-show ritual um, mm-hmm. for me moving forward. Um, but I tend to not warm up my voice because I don't really know how. Uh-huh. <laughs> as, in, as, in, as in, I have to give credit for the two amazing singers in our group, Lockie mm-hmm. Wiggle and Simon Wiggle, who are from musical backgrounds in terms of singing. So Simon was an opera singer and, and still is. And Lockie is a musical theatre trained singer. So both of them, that feels natural for them. Whereas I have to teach them how to do the splits and they have to teach mm-hmm. me how to do the harmonies. So yeah. we have like, we have a, a mutual beneficial relationship. Yeah, it's good help overlap. each other with these skills. Yeah, mm-hmm. and look, sometimes I'll find myself warming up my voice in a very basic way yeah. if it's cold weather. But generally, the songs, um, in terms of what I sing as part of the show, uh, is in my normal speaking range usually, mm-hmm. and it is very much story singing for the children. Like I would love to be like Ariana Grande but I cannot <laughs> sing like her <laughs> and I'm very happy to admit that and uh somebody did point out to me a sound recordist in Australia that I I'm not Mariah Carey and I <laughs> totally agreed with them <laughs> um and yeah I just it I don't I think when my body's really warm then I feel ready even with my voice yeah. and so for me it really is like warming up the temperature of my whole body and then mm-hmm. I um, I feel like I'm ready even though I really should do some more scales yeah <laughs> and it, it shouldn't be too hard to warm up your body when you're doing two or three shows every single day exactly, so. yeah. exactly. but to get to that first one mm-hmm. you notice your body temperature changes over the day and mm-hmm. yeah we do three or we generally do four shows a day in Australia Oof, that's a and lot two and three in America because the venues are bigger mm-hmm. but in Australia yeah the first show you sweat a lot because your body's just getting used to it and then by the end of the day you don't sweat as much because your body's sitting at a better temperature and I think my body has acclimatized to my costume and that's been happening quite a lot it just tends to even out over the day really how do you guys keep that energy then like the same amount of energy for those kids for three or four shows in a day I think it's them they are super excited and for them it's the first time so Mm -hmm. even if it's our fourth show that you know you get a whole another group of children and the minute the curtain goes up they're like yeah (laughs) it's it's amazing that it feels like the audience energy just replenishes every Mm -hmm. time the children come in and that is the best thing about this particular job if you could call it that it's that the children are so enthusiastic mm-hmm. uh, that we're so lucky that children are our audience because it, it gives you life. Yeah, yeah definitely. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as we said, the Wiggles have been together for 30 years, doing shows for 30 years. And how has COVID changed that for you guys? And how do you guys plan to keep it an interactive show in a post-COVID world? feels like this is almost the anniversary of when we stopped doing shows. So we did two shows in Sydney, Australia, and then we had a lockdown. So immediately 
we didn't tour. Mm-hmm. And uh, right now I'm in hotel quarantine in New Zealand mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're hoping to do our first tour since COVID lockdown. Yeah. And look, that will be really special. But in the last year, we've managed to flip into doing production. And so for us, we've been trying to film new TV series, new video specials to release on iTunes or in Canada and Chorus or in American Netflix. And so we've been trying to create as much stuff as we possibly can so that when we start to tour again, uh, we've got the opportunity to have the new visual content out there. Uh, But yeah, Facebook Live, Instagram Live, YouTube Live has been a real... um, exciting change for us to connect with people instantly on the spot because parents even though the children aren't necessarily writing the questions usually it's like oh my daughter molly wants to say hi uh usually the parents want to know all the other things they're like oh and how many costumes do you have oh is that that the wiggle house in the background oh can you show us a close-up of the door you know those are the kinds of questions and then you don't realize that that's what people are really interested into knowing and Mm. it's so nice then you get to take the computer and you know go over to the set and show them everything so that's you know you don't get that in the live show so there are you know there are differences and the the way you're describing it it seems like the parents are more into it than the kids (laughs) oh yeah i mean essentially social media is a place for parents to really engage in terms of writing things and posting Mm -hmm. things but you know, we don't, we can't underestimate children now who are able to navigate a screen yeah. like no tomorrow. And so particularly for them, for YouTube, which is why YouTube Kids is amazing because mm-hmm. it's all curated and it's protected. And so that's really a great platform so that children can just literally swipe through the videos mm-hmm. uh, and know that all of the content there is, um, is safe for them to watch. But again, we're trying to bring about new content onto our YouTube channel because we know that it's the best way for us to bring out our new music and our content to people in every territory around the world. So we're lucky. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, So you were actually the wiggle to start incorporating ASL into all the dances and the uh, live show and just everything. What inspired you to start that? And how has it been just incorporating ASL into dances? Is it more difficult or does it make it easier because it gives you something to work around? Yeah, that is a great question. And it's something that I feel truly passionate about. And Mm -hmm. mainly because I grew up with two deaf friends and I was so infatuated with the language at the age of seven. (laughs) I thought that it was like a secret language between us yeah and and at that time that's that's what I knew it as and I knew that they communicated with sign language 24 hours a day but I would only do it when I came over to their house Mm -hmm. which was quite often and I think because I was I love dance so much I was used to using my body for expression and so it felt very natural for me but Mm -hmm. I didn't learn it properly um Australian sign language until a lot later and then I wasn't able to do the course because we were on tour so for me it was a very casual um I'm a very casual signer in the fact that I have lots of deaf friends but have never had the chance to study properly. But in COVID, they had to change the course so you could do it online. So finally, I've done my diploma in Australian Sign Language. And so some of the linguistics 
elements or the way that the language is built in terms of the grammar is very similar to ASL, but mm. essentially ASL is completely different. Um, it's very expressive. It has mm-hmm. a whole different vocabulary and it's beautiful. Auslan yeah. and ASL. And so for me, I'm not as proficient in ASL and I would love to be. It's going to be something that I need to learn. Do mm-hmm. you both know ASL? I'm like. trying to learn it. <laughs> okay. Well, we have to then make ourselves learn it. That Definitely, has to be yeah. a goal. And I, I think after incorporating Auslan into the shows in Australia, mm-hmm. then that kind of felt natural to incorporate ASL in the show where it was applicable and appropriate. So mostly yeah. it was for the ABC song, which was very, um, you know, standard it makes sense and you're yeah. right it, it's actually helpful for me I remember what letter comes next of course <laughs> yeah. as, opposed, as opposed to singing I'm much more in tune with my body and mm-hmm. the way that it's going through the show so for me I like I will know what happens by what the shape is rather than sing <laughs> yeah okay. uh, so I we try to incorporate certain signs into songs when it's appropriate but we've you know, we've been given some amazing consultation and advice over many years that really for us, um, we need to make sure if something is going to incorporate sign language, it needs to be completely in sign or completely mm. not. And oh. supported by captions or, you know, voice or text or, you know, it's, and I think as we move forward with technology, it'll be amazing to see how, how we can improve the integration of mm sign language and uh, media for those that may not be able to hear or that may not be able to use English as a language. So it's something that we're constantly trying to refine. Uh, We did use ASL in the show with Marley Matlin and Marley Matlin came to um, film with us and I was so starstruck. I could not breathe. (laughs) And she signed in ASL with me a, a classic wiggle song, which was called I Love It When It Rains. Mm-hmm. I think that's on our wiggle YouTube page. And she was just a dream. And I just hope that we can collaborate with her again. We just haven't been over to America for ages. Yeah. Um, but we did have some amazing interpreters at our show in LA. And I did not pay attention to the show because I was watching them the whole time mm-hmm. because they were amazing in interpreting not just the language as part of the show, but very much the mood and the feeling mm-hmm. of the voice and the singing. Uh, you know, I just want to say thank you because they did an amazing job and it's something that we should be able to incorporate more going forward. Definitely. That's awesome that they were also able to capture your energy that you guys were having on stage and still putting it through in sign language. Exactly. They weren't just kind of like sitting there, just like, you know, no emotion, just kind of signing. That's awesome. It it was so good. Mm -hmm. I just love them. They were a group of interpreters in LA. Yeah. And I just, yeah, I couldn't pay attention to the show because they were awesome. And we had some deaf friends in the audience and they were, you know, they they were included. They knew what was going on. And I was like, yes, everybody can know. Like, yeah. This is great. Oh. And so that for me should happen. I feel like mm-hmm. yeah, that's a responsibility that I have to make sure that the show is as inclusive as it possibly can. Definitely. And as it possibly can. So, yeah, it's a growing um, project, I think. Oh. Yeah, definitely. 
so you guys recently did a, a triple J's like a version session. Uh, how did that happen? And what made you guys choose a Tame Impala song to cover out of all the possible songs you could cover? Uh, will there be more covers in the future? And how did you mix your iconic song fruit salad into the mixture here? Lori, she's, she's going, she's like, what do you, what, what did you like it? Lori? Oh, I loved it. I just listened to it again last night and it was, I, I didn't expect the fruit salad in it and it just, it, it banged. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought in a million years I would see the Wiggles cover something other than like just one of your songs. Exactly. So. Yeah. Do you have, have you seen like a version before? Yes. I, I mean, I've watched a couple cause like we've interviewed other Australian artists that have done mm -hmm. it. But it's not like something I sit down and watch every single day, you know. Yeah. What other Aussie artists have you interviewed? Um, the Fame, Sand Atlantic. Sand Atlantic did one right before we interviewed them. Yeah. Um, cool. I'm trying to think. There were a couple more, but those are the two that come to my head off the yeah. Yeah, and it is. I mean, because it's based in Australia, it's really popular, and so you know. It's the very similar thing to the Wiggles for me. Like I have grown up listening to Triple J's like a version for a mm -hmm. very long time. And so when they approached us, I was like, oh, this is a lot. Yeah. This is a lot. This is going to be super exciting. What are we going to choose? And we wanted to make sure we chose a band that was Aussie. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we chose Tame and Paula. And uh you know, at the Australian Music Awards, the Arias, we see Tame Impala from a distance, like yeah. about nine awards. <laughs> oh and, you know, we would have loved to be able to um, meet them at the time. But, yeah, you sometimes you just don't get close enough. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As they collected all their awards, we oh were like, God. wow, there they go. Oh, my <laughs> God, so there they go again. <laughs> oh, there they are. And so... You know, I think for us it was really we wanted to make sure that we were paying tribute to the mm -hmm. band and trying to do the best version of the song that we possibly could. So we had to practice, which isn't like us. We don't normally practice. Really? And so this was a huge thing for us as musicians. When mm -hmm. And when I say musicians, not generally me, <laughs> but for uh, the actual, um, you know, trained musicians, I have just fallen into the drum kit uh, as a as a very passionate hobby in the last couple of years, but I actually love it. Um, and so we practice. And for me, I didn't realize how difficult the song was going to be until we got into it. And then mm -hmm. we, we thought we were like, oh, nailed it. It's going to be easy. We're fine. Mm -hmm. And then as it went on, we were like, this song is complex. Yeah. <laughs> and so we, um, we wanted to make sure it had a wiggly touch on it. And so we added in fruit salad um, mm -hmm. in the same, you know, kind of phrasing as the song, but we just changed the, um, the keyboard and guitar solo into fruit salad riff instead. Yeah. Uh, and look, we had a ball, but it was so, you know, you in the video, you probably can't tell, but uh, we're all like focusing. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> we're all very focused. We're like, we don't want to make a mistake. Um, and so, you know, I think that's probably some of the most practice we've ever done for any kind of concert. And um, it's been amazing, the, the response. Mm -hmm. Definitely. That's awesome. So will there be more Wiggles covers? Yeah. Would you like more? 
I would love an entire album of them personally. Honestly, yeah, that would be. Hi, management, if you're watching, I got great ideas. Hit us up. Great ideas, yeah. (laughs) Okay, okay. Well, um, if you've got some requests, uh, you know, feel free to send them through because I'm sure that once we see, you know, people really wanting more things like it or Mm -hmm. slightly different way of doing it, you know, we're open to that. The great thing is that we've got a chance now to, you know, respond to people's feedback. And so, look, I'm I'm open to the suggestions. I'd love to try it again, but we're going to need to practice. (laughs) Definitely. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Awesome. Cool. Uh, So this question should be super, super fast. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe this album that you just released in three words. Ah. Best. Happy. Okay. Dance. Wonderful. <laughs> Best happy dance. I love that so That's much. great. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you manage to balance putting out multiple albums a year, your touring life, uh, recording both like albums, shows, everything? Uh, it says in your Instagram bio that you're studying for a PhD and also your personal life. How the are you managing all that because i would collapse <laughs> yeah i would it's a lot mm-hmm. and the reason why it's so fun is because it's a lot okay. <laughs> and so we you're right we do have um we generally put out about 60 songs a year that's so much and that is just on an actual album release so behind that, we're creating at least another 100 pieces of music to go under our TV series. And so there's a lot of music a lot of the time. And we're generally, when we're recording, we might record four or five songs a day as opposed to spending three days on one song as a normal recording artist would. And we totally understand why that music is that way because it's very particular but for us it's very much a band so we're able to play all together most of the time or sing all together and it is naturally how we would be on stage mm-hmm. so it's a little quicker in that sense and we are uh, have a schedule where we know that we have to tour and record and do this and do that and so we're kind of used to flipping between all the different kinds of areas of the wiggles um and it just so has been over the last year that we've mainly done recording so i feel like we've done even more music Mm -hmm. (laughs) i was looking through your spotify i was like whoa jesus there's a lot and i think because we're used to doing that amount of you know exporting of tracks Mm -hmm. um it feels natural for us to be able to keep feeding the musical landscape of the Wiggles on our digital platforms. Mm-hmm. And it's exciting. And, you know, normally we'll either do, we usually do about three albums a year. So there'll be two of different music and there'll be a compilation kind of album. And yeah. that might be things that we might have just done on our TV series. So generally, mostly it's new tracks. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, I think the creative fire and magic as part of the Wiggles is definitely in that music creation. Mm-hmm. It's definitely Anto's, Anthony's like biggest um, driver for the show. He's mm-hmm. grown up playing so many different instruments. He's so in tune with different music around the world. And so for him, it's a creative expression. You know, he'll come in with, I've got this idea and I'm thinking about this song with this theme. Okay, next one I'm thinking. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. 
kind of, you know, it just rolls through because it, that's how the expression of his creativity, you know, rolls. It just, it like pours out of him in that way. And so that's really how we've been able to uh, write and record and release so many new songs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh my God. All right. Again, I would probably just like pass out constantly. Like, so we're struggling to keep the podcast afloat, let alone like balance <laughs> personal <laughs> lives and everything. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's a lot. And mm-hmm. the podcast is not an easy feat. So well okay. done. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Uh, so you brought up music and you guys putting out multiple albums a year. I noticed that you actually had your own album based around ballet. That's amazing. Um, what was it like making that and why did you make it? It's such a cool, I thought it was so cute. It was amazing. I loved it. It really has been, uh, there's been like two kind of um, spin-off Emma projects. So after lots of um, particularly children and families in Australia had seen the Wiggles, then there was a demand to do an Emma series. And so, um, yeah, still as Emma Wiggle, we filmed Emma series one and Emma series two. Mm-hmm. But in, uh, in North America, those series aren't on TV, but they're on YouTube. So you can actually watch them. You can purchase them on YouTube, but that's um, not widely known. So that's... Uh, that's one excitement for you. And so out of those series, there was very much a heavy influence of dance. Mm-hmm. And then we created the Emma Ballet Bar. And it's like this cute little bar that has mm-hmm. bows on it and then a ballet mat. And so that album is all the music from the ballet mat exercises. Yeah. And I actually go through like a ballet class in that album. So it's like next exercise demi-plie and then we do (laughs) so it like talks the children through um how to perform each ballet move and so that's what that album is and so that kind of continues and right now we've just finished filming emma series three (gasps) okay you'll see an album for emma series three coming soon and obviously the footage um but we'll let you know when it comes out but yes on spotify there is i think there's emma mm-hmm. which is emma series one emma two that's on there as well and there's emma's ballet bar and mm-hmm. that, yes that's amazing that's so yeah. cool how you're teaching kids just ballet i oh, i love that so much have you do have you learned ballet Oh God, <laughs> I can't do ballet. <laughs> I um, I swim. That's my that's my thing. So I love swimming, like laps. Yeah, like um, competitive. I haven't done it in a while because COVID. But I used to do like competitive swimming. So wow, will you go back to that? If the world opens up again, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I do want to. But are you both based in the same city? No, no. I'm in New Jersey. And I'm in Virginia. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. this is a very multi-city podcast already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so where do you see yourself in the next five years? Will you still be wiggling? Do you have anything else in mind? Like, what's your plan? Where do you see yourself? Uh, it's a, That's good thoughts. I feel I'm very excited to release the Emma series three and we're also releasing uh, a new Wiggle series which is called Ready Steady Wiggle three so mm-hmm. hopefully both of these series will be able to be seen over the next 12 months which is super exciting and then hopefully from there we'll see what kind of themes people are 
connecting to and we'll make video releases from there and for us we're constantly uh creating content um around the tv series so we'll wait and see what's happening but we are releasing a halloween video release which is pretty cute Mm -hmm. and we've only just started that so that will be coming out too uh, I hope we'll probably film in the next five years another Wiggly series, another Emma series, maybe. And I guess there'll be um, a sort of a moment to celebrate the new generation of Wiggles in their 10th year as well. Um, so that'll be coming up. And for me personally, I have to finish my PhD. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I'm just doing a lot of writing while we're in COVID. And so that's basically it. Okay. All right. Solid. Uh, so, it is. It I is. still don't understand how you're balancing everything. <laughs> like that is a talent, a massive talent. So if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? I need to hear your answers first. I need some context because these are amazing questions. Dire wimpy kid. Peaky blinders. Oh no. This is bad, isn't it? <laughs> I've never even thought about it. <laughs> it's a very important question. It's a very important question. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess it's different if I am answering from an adult perspective as opposed yeah. to a children's perspective. But I guess for me, it feels like it needs to be like Disney. Like it needs to be. I need to be in a fairyland of some description. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure what that is, but I like Fantasia. That vibe, Ooh, like yeah, that something where it's like music, a musical fictional land. Mm-hmm. Let's go with Fantasia. Okay. okay, yeah, you would fit in there like perfectly. <laughs> we also don't get Disney movies enough, so thank no. you for that. Yeah, we oh, always get like oh. Harry Potter and Star yeah. Wars. I was thinking about Harry Potter, but then I thought. I need to do a bit of dancing, so I'll pop over to Fantasia, if mm-hmm. that's okay. Yeah, sounds great. Uh, so I actually have the honor of asking the last question. Every single person we've spoken to has said it is the most important question. Uh, what is your favorite color? Yellow. <laughs> I, well, that works perfectly. I figured. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a, and I didn't even have to think about that one. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I, do. I really, I genuinely love yellow. And mm-hmm. I feel like it used to be my school uniform as well. Oh. And I had in in my ballet exam, you get a little ribbon that represents your height. Mm-hmm. So if you go in in a group of four, the shortest girl gets blue, then uh, pink, then blue, then yellow, and then white. And for some reason, I got to have yellow quite a few times. Aww. So I've always loved it. It's a very happy color, and um, it was my nana's favorite color. Aww. So um, I do like it a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a very good color. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so as Glory said, that is all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Oh, really? Just the album, like listen now mm-hmm. get, a, get a hang on that because there's not just the original versions but we've recorded new versions of our songs on there as well so um it's really special because it's it is obviously a compilation album but there are new versions of some of the songs which are different yeah exactly. solid. all right 
Uh, well, thank you for now. This has been Emma from the Wiggles and uh, We're the Good Noise podcast.